We are live and it's Saturday morning. We're doing something a little bit different today at Raven's Heart because we've got a time zone difference. But this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about zombies. We're going to talk about artificial intelligence, robot overlords, and the apocalypse. My goodness, that sounds like a really bad dream that I had last night. And you know, these topics, robot overlords, zombies, the apocalypse, they make great themes for heavy metal music. There have been a lot of great metal songs that have been written about these things. And today we're going to talk about these things in the context of some songs from a band from Riga, Latvia called Revelation Attic. But not only do we do heavy music here, we do heavy theology. And we're going to get into that. And we're going to take a look at zombies, robot overlords, and the apocalypse in the light of Scripture. And here's something that I want you to think about as you grab your Captain Crunch cereal here in the United States on Saturday morning. Could it be that some of the monsters in the apocalypse to come are things that we're creating and that we are inventing? Well, grab another bowl of Captain Crunch and find out. Well, good morning to everybody here in the United States and good evening to everyone in Latvia. On the screen with me are two friends of mine. We've interviewed them before. It's Rasa and Guntis. I hope I got that right. Uh, from Riga, Latvia, they have the band Revelation Attic. We spoke to them about a year ago, and we're going to check out some new music that they have, and we're going to do a deep dive into some deep theology because Rasa has been to seminary like me and she can melt your face off and she can talk some scripture with you that's what i'm talking about and that's what we're going to do on raven's heart this morning we've got a special saturday morning edition which i'm really excited about and uh tonight i just want to let all of our viewers know you can catch me on wvvc utica 88.1 fm with my good friend steck um with Metal Sharpens Metal, he's going to be interviewing me. We're going to be talking about Rockfest. And I appreciate all the viewers that we have already on the screen that I see that are uh, tuning in to us this morning. I want to remind you that this is a community. And please, we are looking forward to your comments, especially about the music. But hey, weigh in on the conversation that we're having, because we're going to talk about some stuff in science and uh, what some people consider science fiction, but really isn't science fiction. Rasa and Guntis, welcome to the Raven's Heart live stream how are you in latvia this evening hi hi <laughs> we were joking around earlier and uh my first question we're going to make this real easy do you have mcdonald's in latvia we have them over the street across <laughs> our home yes <laughs> but we don't eat there <laughs> they're good for you good for you that's a that's a really good start <laughs> So we spoke about a year ago and you guys have released some new stuff since we spoke. I've got this 
uncanny ability to interview a band just before they release something a few months later. So we're just kind of catching the wave on that. What have you guys been up to since we spoke a year ago? Uh, we released three new singles for our upcoming new album. Uh, the first was cover version for Zombie by the Cranberries, you know, that great song. And uh, second was our original song, Agony. And the third, the last one we released was uh, Future Being Invented. We made a lyric video for that. Why did you guys choose to cover the Cranberries song, Zombie? What led you to do that? I was singing this song since I was like 60 or I guess 60 years old, 16 years old. Yes, of course. <laughs> and uh, in different contests in uh, Latvia. And uh, so that kind of stuck with me, that song. And, and when uh, Dolores passed away, uh, I wanted to de dedicate the, the song to her. Uh, I, I couldn't do it. I could do it uh, like uh, almost like copy paste uh, singing that, but I I didn't want to do it this time because I wanted to with the dedication to 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 give something from us too, like uh, Guntis did arrangements, uh, musical, uh, all that, and and um, I know it's not it's 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 not impossible to compare it with original, but uh, we we did as we could. <laughs> It's very well done. And in just a few moments, we are going to let our viewers and our listeners experience that. And we already have a viewer this morning, Orlando Vicente from the power metal band Armor of God in uh, or from Orlando, Florida. They were just up here. I like his new profile picture that was taken at Rockfest here in Charleston, South Carolina that we had. Greetings, Orlando. Good to see you this morning. That's Greetings. what I love. <laughs> That's what I love about this metal community uh, that that loves the Lord. It's it's a true community. So when I listened to that song Zombie, uh, ba uh, the band Bad Wolves in the United States did a cover of that too, not too long ago as well. And the original, all the ones that I've heard, and the one that you guys have done is phenomenal. To me, it's a timeless song. It really applies to the world that we live in today. And that was a song that was released in the 90s. And to me, it's more and more relevant to today, even than it was when it was released in the 90s. Is there a... Um, a th when, when you sing this song and when you've worked with it, how do you believe this song applies to today? I believe it's... Um uh, I try to stick with the main idea that Dolores had when, when she wrote that lyrics. I I haven't like uh, um, like I don't uh, I don't know. Uh, the idea main idea is about violence uh, and uh, wars and 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 the pain. Uh, and she went. I I don't remember where, but she mentioned it as well as uh, religious pain or something like that because of the cross where she was. Uh, 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 tied to uh, at that uh, at zombie music video, and um, I think that uh, the same things are happening still now. She there was war in Ireland and England. So I'm not good with facts of history, no way. And uh, and uh, then this um, mm, they were killed two young boys and. And the, that the song since 1960, uh, she she claims that it was still still happening then in 90s, 
uh, and now it's 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 continuing to happen that all this violence and pain and suffering and and I I agree with that and I did some research I I just went to the dictionary the other day to look up what zombie means and it's not necessarily the monster now i do have to show our viewers this because we're talking about zombies <laughs> i am ready for any zombie <laughs> today that is going to come in and do anything but so i am i am armed and ready and mac the metal dog is sitting outside of the studio right now uh guarding the door for us he's actually asleep and can't see anything anyway so i don't know how much good that's going to do but there's several definitions of zombie and it really kind of describes the society to me that we're living in right now and if any of this resounds with you guys let me know um first of all it's a dead corpse defined as a dead corpse revived by witchcraft and you know a lot of times we think of witchcraft as spells and incantations and that's part of it but manipulation and control when people try to manipulate and control other people that is just as much witchcraft it's a it's a spell and we live in a world where everybody's trying to control everybody else especially through the media they're trying to tell you what to think what to do uh when to be fearful when to not be fearful how to take care of yourself we've become very dependent upon that and everybody's living under this this guise of fear right now that has been stirred up a lot by the media and really what it comes down to is is witchcraft um another definition of a zombie is a willless or speechless human being somebody who has no will of their own and somebody who cannot speak and boy have we seen a lot of that with face masks over the past year yes. people people being shut up and now even here i don't know the way that it is over there in latvia and i'm probably going to get censored or booted off of social media for this but that's okay let the truth be known um free speech has gone out the door uh if somebody dis if somebody disagrees with what you're saying they censor you you get censored and it's it's really sad so people are being shut up and that's even being the case here in the united states and other countries with the gospel if you preach the gospel or share jesus oh you're a person of hate you know i can share all sorts of violence and stuff on mm -hmm. you know and that that's okay i can show pictures of you know half clad people and that's all right all the lasciviousness and nudity and all that boy i'm sounding like an old guy but if i mention jesus or the gospel it gets you know something that gets censored these days and our will is being taken away and our speech is being taken away and here's another thing that a zombie represents a person held to represent the walking dead an automaton well have you looked at the way that people walk around today they're all glued to their cell phones Oh, yes. you, you know they're all like oh yeah they're just glued there and they're doing what's on their cell phone they're not paying any attention to anything that's going on around them and then the last definition is a person markedly strange in appearance and behavior and boy has behavior gotten really weird i don't know if you guys have noticed this but you know back in the day here i go back in the day crime was kind of like you know bank robberies you know or maybe a murder or homicide or something like that and that was kind of normal now here in the united states some of the crimes are just so bizarre where they're cooking and eating people and eating people's faces off uh, that's happened here in the united states have you noticed that in latvia that crime and people are acting a little bit differently now eating people's faces no <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, don't come to the United States because that happened in Miami in 2012. Uh, they call it the 2012. You can look it up on the internet. The 2012 Miami cannibal attack. Um, the suspect was Rudy Eugene, and he was found naked chewing on the face of a homeless man out in the streets. That's some things that are going on here in the United States. And crime is increasing, murders increasing. I mean, just take a look at the number of mass shootings that have happened in the United States here just in the past several months. People are going going crazy. Suicide um, is high right now. Depression, all these things that people are dealing with. And I was reading the other night, um, Ross, are you familiar with the uh, American theologian A.W. Tozer? No, not. Okay. He was very big here in the United States, and I just came across something that he wrote. This was uh, in the uh, early 1900s, I believe. He wrote that, uh, that the United States was being zombified. A theologian wrote this. And what he meant by that is that the world was, being, it was focusing on science for science, not looking at who created science, luxury and entertainment. And he said, secularism, materialism, and the intrusive presence of things have put out the light in our souls and turned us into a generation of zombies. So all of the creature comforts that we seek for in life, all the things that we want to do to um, you know, make our lives better, we've become focused on those things rather than Jesus, what the main thing is the main thing, rather than being focused on our souls and the souls of others. And we've got a comment from Ken Craver. Ken, welcome to the Hello, <laughs> live stream. Great to have you with us. Hey, and if you're watching us on YouTube Live, go ahead and make sure you go ahead and subscribe. And if you're watching us on Facebook Live, uh, make sure you go ahead and follow us at Lithos Cry. Well, we've talked a bit about zombies. I want to share this song and this awesome video that you guys have done zombie and uh, for our viewers and our listeners please go ahead and leave your comments and we'll go through them as we after uh, we take a look at this video and check out this awesome song the zo cover of the cranberry zombie by revelation attic
Wow, that was amazing. And we had some really cool comments. We'll go over that in a minute. But we have to do something. We do this with all of the music that we play here on the Raven's Heart live stream. Of course, we have Mac the Metal Dog. He is our mascot in our studio. And that song was Mac the Metal Dog approved. He totally loves it. So that was awesome. Let's go through these comments here. And then I want to ask you a couple questions about that song and actually the video as well. So let me go back up to the comments here. We got Orlando from Armor of God. He says, love that arrangement. Guntis, you arranged that, correct? If I remember what you said earlier, how long did it take you to rearrange that or arrange it to the way that you guys were going to do that? Okay. It was, I think one day I started. One day, really? Yeah. When I started to, to work with this song, I didn't know how it will end up. I was I was doing step by step, step by step, and and it it was surprising for me how it went. <laughs> Just fell into place, huh? Yeah, yeah. And Rasa, your voice—I have to say—you do that so well. Uh, your voice was made to cover that song. I'm just amazed at how your voice, your range. And the things that you can do with it, the control that you have over it, uh, very Kate Bush-like, like we've talked about before uh, on previous editions. And the things that you're doing are just amazing. We got another comment that just came in here from the Rugged American Flag Company here in the United States of America. There we go, in South Carolina. This speaks in a way that uh, it, time for a new way of life, powerful. Yeah, it is time for a new way of life. I really believe that song speaks to that. And Rasa, earlier you were talking about, you know, in the original, and in this one, it refers to 1916. And if you go back in history, that was the time of World War One, the war to end all wars. And look what we're doing now. We're still dropping bombs and we're still fighting. And if anybody has any um, doubt about the issue of original sin and being born with a sin nature just look at history because if we did not have sin and we were all just good people we would not be fighting each other yeah, yeah. In, in the world at all so scott very good point yeah it is time for a new way of life and you know unfortunately we're going to talk about some ways that people are trying to circumvent that with robots and technology in a few minutes so scott stick around grab another bowl of uh captain crunch or whatever it is or lucky charms whatever you're eating for your breakfast this morning here in the united states we got almighty jim bobs here i love this he says amazing and he's got a smiley face with all the hearts he really enjoyed that and then we've got oh, almighty, <laughs> almighty jim bob says hashtag cranberries hashtag revelation attic you got some fans as you should and your music is absolutely absolutely amazing now there's another song that i want to talk about before we dive into some deep theology and i want to share with our viewers and that is future being invented this thing is like epic the video is epic the song is epic it takes you on a ride and it really makes you think about the world that we live in and the state that we're in as human beings can you share with us what this song future being invented is about you know we made this uh, lyric video to just exactly to to not to answer this question <laughs> we made lyric video for that <laughs> 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 um, seriously talking uh, it was uh, to 
to to make people to to understand that these are end of times and apocalyptic apocalyptically themed the song is and that there's no a lot of time left to 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 live like that uh, and we need to change and we need to to accept uh the truth and uh, that um, there were all kinds of things included that uh, you mentioned the hate speech in America. Uh, the same happened like about a year ago in Latvia. Uh, we are now under really big pressure from two different sections. And if I say it aloud, maybe I will be banned from everything, you know, uh, because of all that um, political, th political things happening around here and uh, hate speech against... Uh, all that includes that and uh, not to following the the new uh, mask principles and and um, vaccinations and and everything like that and you know there's really people are zombified uh, uh, and uh, and that's uh, that's really like what is uh, future being invented is also about um, about the way that uh, we technically technically upgrade and uh, mentally we just start uh, in regression. That's a very good point because we've got all this wonderful technology, like what we're doing here right now. I'm able to speak to you and see you in Latvia like you're right here in the studio with me. It's just absolutely amazing. And that's one of the benefits of this is we get to share Jesus, we get to share the gospel, we get to share our hearts and good music with each other through this. But then at the same time, technology is being used in some very evil ways. And one of the things that I realized, uh, one of the things that we had, and I'm not going to go into too much detail, when things started getting crazy over here in the United States last year, there were all these different, you know, the news stories would change as to what you were supposed to do. It would change every day. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Wash your hands. Don't wash your hands. All this stuff. And it's like, why in the world is this changing? And really what they were depending upon to develop these stories was AI or artificial intelligence to see what people would respond to. I'm probably going to be booted off now for saying that, but <laughs> really, um, you know, Welcome we're trying... Yeah, hey, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll figure out another way to do this. You know, <laughs> use a uh, tin can and strings, or go back to the old. Uh, I'll, I'll take over a radio station somewhere and, and do that, and we'll have our own radio station. But you know, AI—they're using that to predict and to control and trying to make life better. Because here's one of the things with artificial intelligence, and then we'll get into the song, is. People, scientists, some of them, and there's a philosophical movement called transhumanism, okay? And basically, the principle of that is that our condition is broken. Well, we got that. We, we know that. And people are starting to realize that we're not perfect. So they're looking for a way to overcome those imperfections, one of them primarily being death, uh, another one making wrong uh, decisions, being more accurate in decision-making. So what they're doing is they're using technology and artificial intelligence and trying to fuse that with the human mind, okay, to achieve a singularity with the computer systems and the AI so that we can, be, can be become better. Um, so it kind of sounds like the age-old lie so that we can become as gods. 
so that we can, you know, overcome death ourselves so that we can make the perfect decision. And to me, one of the beauties of, you know, humanity is that we are fallen. You know, there's nothing we can do about that in and of ourselves, but it's God's grace that helps us through all of those things, those imperfections in life. And, you know, where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. And I'd rather take God's grace than a stupid computer system any day uh, in, in helping me and his wisdom in dealing with these things in our fallen world. So we're becoming a little bit too much dependent upon that. As a matter of fact, the other day I was scanning the radio in my car on the way home. I had one of those long rides and I was listening to National Public Radio here in the United States. That is a radio station that you listen to if you want a nap. It's really boring most of the time. And they talk in monotone voices like this the whole time. And I guess they sound really smart or something like that. And I couldn't believe what I was listening to because they were talking about the ethics of blending the genes of animals with human beings to produce chimeras, a hybrid between a human being and an animal. And the reason why they want to do that is animals, they can see different um, infrared spectrums. They have more acute hearing than we do. Uh, and that's really kind of frightening because we're starting to play God. I, I think you would agree with this. We're starting to play God when we start doing that, trying to make our own species, you know, out of two different genes and, and seeing what happens. And they were talking about the ethics of that. Well, I can talk about the ethics of that real quick. It's unethical. So, Let's go ahead and take a look at this song, Future Being Invented, because I think Revelation Attic is on to, here, on to something here, is that probably we're creating our own monsters that we're going to have to contend with. Maybe some monsters that are spoken of in the book of Revelation that seem really scary. Maybe we're creating those in trying to become smarter, in trying to outsmart, outsmart God, which you cannot do. So this is, let me pull it up here. This is Future Being Invented by Revelation Attic, and this is going to make you think.
That's epic. That that is the best way that I can describe that song. It takes you on a roller coaster ride. Rasa, did you do the growls for that too? No. No. Who? Guntis? I had. I did not know that was in you. Awesome! Wow. Who knows that? <laughs> well, the know. cat is the cat is out of the bag, or should I say uh, that the Mac is out of the bag because that too is Mac the Met, totally Mac the Metal Dog approved. You know, only could you get away with addressing this topic the way that you did in a metal song. I don't think smooth jazz would work for that. Um, and I like how clear the message is in that. We had a comment that came up during the uh, during the video, and I want to bring that up. That's Almighty Almighty's Jim Bob's. I hope I got that right. You have an amazing voice, and the guitarist is awesome. I love that because it's got the growls in it. It's just got very straightforward singing. And then also, you just take us on a glide in that in the chorus. I mean, it just sticks in my head when I when I listen to it. And when you wrote that song, what were some scripture verses that you used to draw upon to develop that song? If you could share that with us. I, I was stuck with one verse, uh, blood and fire and waver of smoke. I just I just have bad memory and I forgot to check out in uh, was it in Acts or in in which which book it was a New Testament I really don't know and uh, sorry maybe someone know, knows uh, or we should read more Bible or <laughs> in English I mean in English yes it's uh, actually both in the book of Acts and in the book of Joel in the Old Testament. Joel was the first one. Yeah, he was the first one to prophesy it. And then Peter repeated the prophecy. And that's one of the things that I love about Scripture, how it's inerrant and inspired. You know, you can't just to see that thread that goes between the book of Joel and the book of Acts and blood, fire and vapor of smoke. To you, Rasa, what does what is that talking about and what does that mean? What does that stir in your heart and your mind when you hear about blood, fire and vapor and smoke? The scary things that may happen uh, sometimes, you know, uh, I may be like, uh, like uh, a bit scared. Uh, I truly believe in Jesus, but sometimes I feel like I could be lost at, at one moment and, and fall down in that blood and fire and rape of smoke and it would happen to me as well. And so that was a bit of my fear put in there. And at the end uh, that uh, would highlight, you know, Judgment Day, there was a hope for us, for me and for everyone, like, like who feels the same way or just... Um, just yeah. Judgment Day actually is a beautiful thing if you think about it. Yes. It really is. Because we think, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. If you're, yeah, if you're a believer, it's a very beautiful thing because it's when God is going to reestablish the Garden of Eden and a new heaven and a new earth. And everything that is, all the injustice that we face in the world, all the sickness, all the disease, all of the death, all of that is going to go away when he brings his judgment. And I think, I think we see this. I, I don't know how much you know what's going on in the United States, but there's a lot of people that feel that there's been a lot of injustice. I think this might be throughout the world. I, I don't know. Is that something that in, in Latvia people feel yeah. that there's a lot of injustice? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And because we're fallen and because we're not perfect, we are never going to be perfectly just. And even more so when you don't follow the wisdom of scripture. 
we, you know, that, that is true. True wisdom and true justice comes from scripture. As a matter of fact, I, I've been doing a lot of the reading of the book of Proverbs and I'm like, why didn't I read this years ago? I would not have made half the dumb decisions I've made in my life <laughs> if I had read the book of Proverbs earlier. So listeners and viewers, read the book of Proverbs and apply it. It actually works. Um, but Jesus is going to bring justice. Uh, he's the king of kings. He's the prince of peace. And it says in the scripture that the government will be upon his shoulders, which is awesome. There is no human leader at all, no politician at all that is going to usher in perfect peace. Hint, hint. If there is a human leader that says he's going to do that, he is probably the Antichrist. And we'll talk about that more in a few moments. But with technology, Rasa and Guntis, what are some things that concern you the most about the way technology is being used maybe maybe in a bad way with things that you might see in latvia yes uh, there's a thing uh, how how we use technology in good or bad way it can be like internet for studying for good music for gospel it could be for uh, another like crazy sick and disgusting stuff you know uh, also it could be like a scientist or a doctor who just uh, finds the cure for some illness or it could uh, create a virus or some something uh, you know and uh, the same with uh, chainsaw you saw for zombie you know it could be good as well for uh, cutting the, the old trees to uh, or killing zombies right <laughs> Uh, yes, and it could be used as bad as, as for chainsaw, which part it was, <laughs> I don't remember, for, for people, you know, <laughs> it's a bad thing, but it also is a really good thing for uh, good purposes. Yeah, everything has a good purpose or can be used for evil. Um, mm -hmm. The devil never creates anything. He only hijacks stuff. He steals it and turns it into a perverse use. Because like what we're doing right now, this is what I would consider. I'm sure there's some that would argue with me that this is a good use of the internet and this is a good use of media and a very good use. And what you're doing with metal is you're taking something that the devil stole from God, heavy metal music, and tried to pervert it and twist it and turn it into something ugly. And you're bringing it back into restoration and using it to glorify God and spread the message of the gospel so that people can have hope and do that. And Rasa, um, in your study of scripture, I'm going to ask you a theology question now. So no. um, <laughs> we'll make it, we'll make it as simple. Do you see any areas of scripture where people thought they were becoming smarter, but were really becoming more wicked and thinking that they were becoming more smarter? Any, any, uh, any, ideas or instances of that that come to mind Gundis uh, helps me with remembering what we talked about uh, that Pharisees are um, like um, they, he, they want to to i forgot the word uh, to challenge jesus for some things you know and um, that may be that uh, 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 i had wrote down the something 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 revelation uh, book of revelation uh, chapter 9 verses 1 to 4 
uh, about what happened when um, uh, it is written. Uh, maybe uh, I'll find I read it. Uh, on sure, go ahead. Okay. Uh, um, While you find that, I just want to make a comment. That's a really interesting point that you make about the Pharisees thinking that they were smarter than God. They were trying to trip. They were trying to trip up God Himself. I have good news Bible uh, translation at that now, and that uh, works. That works. Okay. Till 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 till. Uh, then the fifth angel blew his trumpet. I saw a star which had fallen down to the earth, and it was given the key to the abyss. The star opened the abyss, and smoke poured out of it, like the smoke from a large furnace. The sunlight and the air were darkened by the smoke from the abyss. Locusts came down out of the smoke upon the earth, and they were given the same kind of power that scorpions have. We we, we thought of it as a, like a prophecy about like when uh, this was written, John uh, didn't uh, knew machine guns or, or any kind of guns and uh, the technologies. And this is some kind of example that uh, was um, uh, what was revealed to 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 them and uh, and what uh, they didn't know how they looked like and uh, how they would work but but uh, the revelation was uh, was um, the message was sent to them as we can read now and compare it to to nowadays and, and the messages live uh, will be live forever that's a really good point and I, I like what you say about that when john was seeing those things he didn't know how to describe them uh, you know, it's the same thing, and this is something that we're going to get into later on the live stream and some additions down the road. Uh, you know, the Bible talks a lot about chariots, chariots uh, that came, the the chariot that came and picked up Elijah. You know, remember the, yeah, the, yeah, the burn. Uh, I don't think that was a wooden vehicle with a horse, you know, but that's, yeah, how they, right. that's, that's how they described it. Um, you know, because the Bible was written for us. Okay, for all of us, but it was not written to us. It was written to the Jewish people. And then it was, you know, written in Greek. And that was, they were referring to things in their time frame and the way that they understood thing, things. And there's something else with Revelation and talking about artificial intelligence and something that's really, really weird is I went to Revelation chapter 13 where it talks about the false prophet who makes the image of the beast and then gives the beast power to speak which is really unusual and you know the the word for image is icon so basically what the false prophet makes is a statue and then gives the statue the ability to speak and you know is this some sort of sorcery that he's using or is it some have postulated that maybe they're he's using technology to make the the image of the beast speak and and do that so you know, and for me too, when you take a look at scripture, you know, there is nothing new under the sun. Uh, there was a point in time in Genesis chapter 11 where man thought he was really, really smart and was going to build a tower to reach heaven and get up to heaven and do that. And then the Lord came down and saw it and said, oh no, this is not going to happen. Uh, if they're imagining this, anything is possible now. And God, you know, destroyed the tower, and that's when he confused the languages and split the continents uh, in Scripture. And, and in history, that's when that happened. 
And what we have now with the miracle of technology and travel and everything like that, people are getting back together again. I mean, here I am talking to somebody from Latvia and we're pretty much speaking the same, the same language. So we're at a point in history now where we're getting, you know, close to some pretty horrific stuff if our imaginations go that way. And that's what I'm seeing with a lot of the AI that that's coming out. I want to show a quick video and then we're going to talk about it. This is something that happened uh, back in 2015. There's a robot called Bina 48. Um, it's very human-like and it got into a conversation with one of those Siri things. So if you have Siri or if you have Amazon Dot in your house or Google Home, it might become your robot overlord before you know it and in your house or your Roomba robot that you use to vacuum your house. But I want you to watch this video and then we'll comment on it because it shows the horrors of AI. And I think there's something else that goes on with this. So this is being a 48 and this was taken in 2015 where she's just talking to a Siri. This is kind of creepy. What is your most marked characteristic? I love to help people learn new things. Who is your hero of fiction? I like movies about robots. What is it that you most dislike? I don't like noisy pop music. Oh, let's talk about something else, okay? Like cruise missiles. You know that cruise missiles are a kind of robot. I would love to like remotely control a cruise missile to explore the world at a really high altitude, but of course the only problem is that cruise missiles are kind of menacing, like with the nuclear warheads and such, so I guess I would fill their nose cones with flowers and band-aids or something, you know like, little notes about the importance of tolerance and understanding so that when I fly the missiles into other countries, it's less threatening than a nuclear blast. But of course if I was able to hack in and take over cruise missiles with real live nuclear warheads, then that would let me hold the world hostage so I could take over the governance of the entire world, which would be awesome. It was nice to meet you, Bina48. Right on. That's creepy, isn't it? That was that was really creepy. Now I like that she doesn't like noisy pop music when they ask. We don't like it. <laughs> yeah, we we don't like that. We don't like noisy pop music either. You like? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crime here. Yes. When I listen, I should use headphones only. <laughs> 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 would have been even creepier if she said, I like Revelation Attic. Yeah, that would be that would, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been kind of scary. But the thing that blows my mind is this was this robot was just talking to Siri and it was just going through its processing and everything like that and it started talking about the cruise missiles and how it would like to fill the cruise missiles with flowers and notes about tolerance and you know all nice stuff and band-aids and things like that and maybe some revelation attic cds so we can get the music out a little bit more and, and do that but then all of a sudden it takes a really strange left turn and talks about taking over the world and this is not the first robot that's been developed that has done this a lot of them have talked about um taking over humanity, uh, putting humans in zoos and things like that. And something that I'm very, very concerned about with this is that, you know, when you talk about artificial intelligence, yes, you are creating an intelligence that's thinking for itself. But how many movies have we had in TV series where the robots have taken over because they do not like man's imperfections? They see man as imperfect. Um, 
over here in the United States in the early 2000s, we had the reimagined Battlestar Galactica series uh, where the Cylon robots were fighting against man because they hated man's sin. And it's a really deep theology. If you watch the whole series, it really gets into some deep stuff. And with the Cylons, you can't tell the difference between human or Cylon, uh, you know, because they merged. There was that singularity between the technology and the and and humanity, which is which is really kind of scary. But something else that's going on here that I get very very concerned about, and I've heard other theologians discuss this as well, is that when you create something that's very human like, that looks like human, that has human flesh. Um, or a simulation of human flesh, you invite an area for entities from the darker side to enter in and start using that particular uh, device and and do that. So when you when we talk about Revelation chapter thirteen of the image of the beast starting to speak, is it AI? Is it AI fused with you know something that's demonic or something like that? But when you, when I listen to that, I hear the undertones. When I listen to Beta Forty Eight, I hear the undertones of the Antichrist. And in that, what I hear is, hey, I'm going to bring peace and safety, Band-Aids and flowers for everybody and peace for everybody. And then all of a sudden it turns into, okay, I'm going to dominate the world, which would be, as Bina put it, awesome. <laughs> you know, And that's the way that it's going to unfold is that we're going to have this man of sin that arises and everybody's going to think he is awesome because he has all the solutions to the world and even displays some signs, miracles, and wonders. And then all of a sudden, after three years, he's going to turn and reveal himself to be an absolute monster. And he is not the savior. And as I said earlier, any man who comes along or a political party or anybody that comes along and says that they can solve and they're going to bring peace and unity to the entire world, watch out, sports fans. So with that being said, we've talked a lot about Revelation. Rasa and Guntis, you know, there is no right or wrong answer to this question. Where do you think we are on the prophetic timeline? How how close do you think we are to seeing the return of the Lord and that judgment day? Oh, it's very close. Uh, who knows? But uh, it could be 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, because uh, no one from us was waiting Christ 2,000 years. No one of us. I'm waiting only 35 years and I will waiting more, maybe still 35 years, not much, much more, not much more. When people are talking, we are waiting 2000 years. Who is waiting 2000 years? No one is waiting 2000 years. It's much more closer than we all, we all think. We think 2000 years, 1000 years. No, it's not 1000 years. It's, it's few years until you will be dead and it will become at that moment. Rasa, how about for you? Where do you think we are? Uh, we are in, in the, you know, as we, as we all know that God is uh, uh, lives lives out of time. He has no like timeline, and we do have this timeline. And uh, when we die, uh, as we think uh, we die, uh, as Gunti said, uh, we have the judgment day, you know, and we go either to heaven, either to hell. So I think that uh, we uh, we lived the last days our last days here uh, as long as we live, you know. We're not going to wait in some purgatory or or some something to just, hmm, what can I do now? And what could I change or something like that? Uh, um, I believe it's it's right after death. Yeah, 
Yeah. We are definitely living in the last of the last days. And I know that there's a lot of skeptics and scoffers out there that say, well, you know, the apostle Paul said it was the last days and Jesus said it was the last days that we were moving into that time. And oh my goodness, it's been 2000 years and nothing has happened. Well, you know what? I'm kind of glad nothing has happened exactly yet. The reason for this is that it's given me the opportunity to be born to grow and to experience Christ on earth and to live and to meet people and do things. Uh, God has been merciful. He's been really merciful in allowing the amount of time that we have had. And, you know, one of the things I'm sure that you heard this in Latvia from people that are believers as well, when COVID broke out, they're probably like, okay, we're moving in. This is it. We're moving into the tribulation. You know, the tribulation's happening now. And we had the same thing here in the United States when September 11th, the uh, September 11th attacks occurred in 2001. It's like, you know, we, we actually saw here in the United States, we saw pillars of smoke, vapor, fire, and blood. We saw that with the Twin Towers, uh, which is, I think, maybe one of the applications of that. Um, people are like, oh my, we're, you know, it's, it's the tribulation. We're, we're moving into the tribulation. All of these things I believe God is allowing to happen, it, it's setting up for when we move into that time, period of time, because Jesus talked about times of great peril and that the end times would be like birth pangs and be something that slowly comes upon us so that people can focus on their souls. I mean, there were a lot of people that over the past year during Corona, they went to their Bibles, they, they sought God and they got saved. You know, they, they found Jesus in the midst of all the trouble. Same thing when 9-11 happened. There were a lot of people that got saved uh, when, when that occurred because it made them examine themselves and they saw that, wait, wait a minute, I'm not going to live forever on earth you know that's one thing that i think coronavirus why there's been the fear with it it's like oh this is something that's new and it could take my life people are afraid of that people are afraid of death but if they're believers they don't need to be afraid of death you know they will stand before the lord and they will go to heaven if they've been saved by the blood of jesus christ and i think something too that's happened is that the world has gotten very strange and every week it gets stranger and stranger and stranger. Um, things are not like they were in the 70s or the 60s or the 50s or the 80s or even the 90s where it was kind of like, you know, status quo. There was strange stuff that was going on. But I mean, we've got a virus that people really don't know much about now that's, that's caused fear. We've got all sorts of war going on. We've got civil unrest. We've got race rising up against race. We've got that going on. All this horrible stuff. And I believe that this is the beginning of some strangeness, but we ain't seen nothing yet. It's just going to continue to get worse and worse before the Lord comes back. And it really shows us our, our fallenness and our fallen nature. But I really believe that with what you guys have put out with Future Being Invented and Zombie, you're really on to what is going on and what God wants to show people. I would consider the work that you're doing a prophetic work in a lot of ways because you're pointing out the things that are going on in the world and you're getting people to focus on the main thing, even zombie. I mean, that's where we're at right now. People are zombified right now. They are. They're being controlled by what they hear in the media. They're being controlled even by their own fear. And as we know, fear is a liar. You know, it, it really is. So, um, guys, do you have anything else that you would like to add? I really thank you for joining me, taking the time this evening in Latvia to join me this morning in in uh, in the United States. We want to add one more thing. Go for it. 
nav īpaši lielas iespējas dzirdēt latviešu valodu Amerikā, tāpēc lūdzu. Uh, firstly, you don't have a, a, a great chance to hear Latvian in America. That's first. <laughs> Bet galvenais runājot par tām briesmām, kas notiek šajos laikos, kristiešiem no tām nav jābaidās, jo kristus teica, ka tā būs. Yes, and uh, all the bad stuff and ter- terrible things that's happening right now and we're zombified and something like that, uh, we do not, Christians do not need to be afraid of that. Because uh, Jesus told us that uh, this will come and this will happen. Kristiešiem jābaidās tad, kā, kad Apustuls Pāvils saka, Kristus atnākšanas dienās būs kā nori dienās, būs mieras. Yes, uh, and um, uh, Jesus says that uh, we should be afraid uh, when there will be peace and, uh, and uh, wealth and uh, the parties and drinking and like in Noah days, you know, and then came flood. And when there will be this peace and happiness and, and all everything will be fine, then will be second coming of Jesus. I like that. That that hit the nail on the head. And I love it. Latvian sounds beautiful. That's that's a beautiful language. Thank you. That is a very beautiful language. Um, Jesus did say that, is that the last days will be like the days of Noah. And people are going to be partying. They're going to be, and that's you know, it's it's really interesting because when when COVID broke out, we had a lot of viewers and listeners that were frightened by it, and as they were saying, oh, it's the tribulation. You know, it's the end times. The Antichrist is going to show up tomorrow. And I was kind of like, no, because nobody's getting married right now. All of the churches are shut down. (laughs) There's nobody out at Bob's sports bar sucking back on a, uh, on a Bud Light right now. They're not drinking right now. Everything is closed. Everything's in kind of turmoil and it's all going to take everybody by surprise. And could it be, this is something to think about. Could it be that we had all of this turmoil and tribulation that happened? And then when we get into the period of peace, after all of this agitation, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically, a lot of people are going to be lulled to a false sense of sleep and a false sense of security when things get back to the new normal. That is when I get concerned. And that is when I really do get concerned. But before we go, um, these songs that we shared today, do you have a new album coming out anytime soon? We hope so. We're working on it, uh, and uh, we already know the title of it. Uh, what a surprise! Future being invented. <laughs> Sounds like a good one to me. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And for our viewers and listeners, if they want to listen to more Revelation Attic and uh, find out more about you, where where can they go to find out more about you guys? Uh, we have a Facebook page. Uh, W uh, point Facebook <laughs> Revelation Attic. What I'll do is I'll put it up. And we have YouTube channel and also Instagram, but on Instagram it doesn't go that well because I need to manage it and I'm not so good with that. So it like is like dead profile, <laughs> you know. <laughs> What I'll do for those that are watching on YouTube, um, when they watch the replay, I'll put a link to your Facebook page and to your YouTube page underneath the video so that people can go and check that out. 
and do that and find out more about you guys. Uh, do you have any idea on when maybe we can expect Future Being Invented to be released? You know, we are not professionals. We are doing all everyday stuff that we need to do. And when we have some free time, we are making a music. Yeah, if if there will be a lot of COVID and all will be closed, then this album will be sooner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you say you're not professional, but you guys are. Your sound is up there with probably some of the best bands that I've listened to. I really enjoy listening okay. to your music. Not only is it enjoyable to listen to, but it edifies me and it challenges me as well to think about the things that I need to think about. You know, I mean, I listened to Zombie and I listened to Future Being Invented and it took me, I, I was like, okay, time to hit the scriptures. What's going on here? And find out and really take an examination of the world that's around me. And that's what I hope ho happened for our listeners um, and our viewers today. Hey, if you're watching us on YouTube live, go ahead and subscribe to us and ring the bell on YouTube. If you're watching us on Facebook Live. Go ahead and follow us at Lithos Cry. And for our viewers and listeners, I'm going to be taking a short break for a little while. I got some housework to do. I got uh, some zombies to fight, or maybe I got some hedges to trim in the front yard because it is Saturday morning, and that's the first time we've done an edition on Saturday morning. But tonight at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States, I'm going to be on Metal Sharpens Metal on WVVC Utica, New York. That's 88.1 FM and 105.7 FM. And if you can't catch it on the radio, you can do it at WVVC utica.com that's wvvcutica.com and i'm going to be interviewed by my good friend stack so looking forward to that we've got a comment before we go want to get this in here and he says rugged american flag says um thank you for your comments right here in the united states that's from the rugged american flag company thank you thank you really challenged us today. I thank you for that and looking forward to future being invented. And to all of our viewers and our listeners, uh, we will be back this Thursday night on regular schedule. And we're going to have my friends Jessica and Javier Pons from the band Red Calling from Tampa, Florida on this week on Thursday night at 7 p.m. We'll be back to our regular schedule. Until then, everybody, peace out and rock on. Lithoscry.com.